0: shot It's gone and the ballers
2: win Helena is no longer undefeated
0: I'm not superstitious but
1: I am a little stitious
2: parents win parents win Cody Jansen stopped 92 out of 95 shots including a penalty shot in overtime somehow he
1: still only wound up the third star of the game you like that Jansen has a heart you're smoking crack Big show we got lined up for you. What's going on Wednesday? Feels like it's been a while. Let's go to Jameson. In case you weren't hanging out with us this weekend at Ice Wars, we got the full recap coming up on the show today. Battle of Alberta. Well, are the turntables. Little office reference for you there. The Oilers up 3-1 in that series. Well, could they take it in Calgary? I don't see why not. They're buzzing. The Oilers are dominating the Calgary Flames, and if not for a stupid Mike Smith error, last night's game is a cruise control win for them. The Flames aren't playing Daryl Sutter hockey, and they can't keep up with the Oilers if they want to play pond hockey. We'll dive into all of that here to open up the show in a little bit, but of course, join the conversation, say what's up, where are you watching from, thoughts on the playoffs, anything you got, join the conversation right now to come on the show in about 20 minutes time. We'll talk to the king of the Rank himself. Dan, Daniel Amesbury is hopping on the show. Oh yeah. Ice wars. It was massive. This weekend. So, Diamond Hands is going to hop on, talk about his victory. Then, we're going to talk St. Louis Blues with the one and only Andy Strickland, friend of the show from down in St. Louis, Missouri. Blues, Avs, can they prolong their season? What's going on? I want to get his take on the Bennington situation. Everything about that. We'll talk with Andy Strickland about that in, say, 35 minutes' time. Of course, Battle of Alberta, though. Glenn's in the chat already. We'll get to you in a second. I'll go over scores from last night, though, as well, because playoffs have kind of been wild. Like, Carolina can't win on the road. The Flames just seem to have changed paces completely. Rangers win 4-1 over Carolina. Again, you're kind of seeing a little bit of a different Igor Shosturkin at home. You know, he stops 30-31 last night. Cop with a goal and two assists. You got Strom with an apple. Vitrano with a goal. Zabinijan with a goal. Fox with a goal and an assist. Like, the Rangers are buzzing at home. They win that one 4-1. And then it's the Oilers. Markstrom with a stupid error early on, costs him. sets the tone. He has an 840 save percentage. He looks gassed. He's not making big saves. He looks shaky. The Oilers are in his head. And... This one should be over in five. There's no reason Oilers can't win this one in five right now. You know, if not for that stupid Mike Smith gaffe, I don't even know what happened there. Like, if someone knows what happened, let me know. I don't know if they asked Smith or not. I haven't listened to any media availabilities, but that's one of the most insane goals I've ever seen in the playoffs. Rasmus Anderson with a knuckle puck from his own zone beat Smith. That was crazy. But really, that shouldn't have been a 3-3 game, 5-3, whatever it was. I mean, Mike Smith has been probably the second-best goalie in the playoffs behind Andre Vasilevsky up until this point, and then he goes and lets that in. (sighs) Whatever. Oilers still up 3-1. McDavid's flying best hockey of his life. I think that by the end of these playoffs, we will be talking about is Connor McDavid I mean, the best player of all time, I I guess, you know, it's the team versus individual argument, and we could talk about this for hours, but we'll uh, get to your comments now. Glenn says, Edmonton 3-1 over Calgary. Didn't see it. Didn't see it coming, man. The only way Calgary can beat Edmonton is if someone elbows Connor McDavid in the head. I do want Edmonton versus Colorado in the Western Conference final, though. I mean, I'm not gonna encourage elbows to the head. I, I've given my thoughts on the whole Peran Kadri incident. And uh, Craig Barube did speak on that as well. Give me a minute to get through the comments and I will get to the Barube comments too, because he did touch on, you know, his no comment in regards to the Nazim Kadri. Incident, I'll get to Bruby's comments in a second. I don't think you can just be like, oh, okay, yeah, Flames just got to elbow Connor McDavid in the head. Like, that ain't going to work. But they got to be tougher. They're absolutely being soft right now. It's embarrassing. It's not Daryl Sutter hockey. And realistically, if they want to play like that, well, they're lucky to be going five games. Five games against the Edmonton Oilers. That's how lucky they are. And Oilers fans are complaining all oh, the Flames are slashing dry side along the ankle. What do you expect them to do? It's the damn Stanley Cup playoffs. People, get a grip. You're going to try hurt your opponent if that means you get to lift the Stanley Cup. It's not rocket science. It's not something anyone else hasn't done in the past. They're playing hockey. If you injure your opponent, you've got a better chance to win. Why do you think you're throwing body checks around there? It's not because you want to just hang out and touch, guys. I, I don't get it. Like, yeah, Nurse is slashing everyone, too. City Life Project's buzzing through the chat right now. Smith's a bum. Markstrom must be hurt. Best goalie. McDavid's a strong back. Crosby's still better. Vladar, the Sith Lord, to stop McDavid. Great. they have to be tough. Nurse slashing everyone, too. I, I agree. And again, that's part of playoffs. Like, the Oilers fans complaining about Leon Draisaitl getting slashed in a hurt ankle just shows how little of playoffs they've watched over the past decade plus since 2007. Like, it's playoff hockey. You got to be tough. You got to be mean. You got to have grit. You know, if Milan Lucic wanted to end Mike Smith's series, he could have. Let's be real. He could have ended his series. But he didn't. You know, why? Because playoff hockey is tough. But there's also a line where the Flames haven't crossed it. Slashes to the ankle aren't crossing a line. Oilers fans showing me more and more. Calgary is the better fan base. Well, yeah, City Life Project. I I mean, Oil Country's pretty awesome, but Oil Country Twitter. And don't get me wrong, there is Flames Twitter. I can't stand. Some of them are the biggest. It's, It's not even Flames fans, though. It's mostly the wannabe media members down there. And it's just, they're, they're some of the worst, too. Oil country fans can be a real pain in the ass, though. I don't know what the hell they're talking about half the time. But if you don't want Dreisaitl to get slashed, I don't know, sit on the bench. Talky. Talky. It's going to happen. They're not punching him in the face. They're not cross-checking his teeth out. They're not gouging for eyeballs. They're slashing him in the ankle. He's got a hurt ankle. I would expect that to happen. Why? Because you do it to win the Stanley Cup. Why? Because if you win the Stanley Cup, you're more valuable. Ask Pat Maroon, who, uh, yeah, four in a row. If he gets that, I'm telling you, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Why? Because times are different. Don't give me this Esa argument either. There was no rules. The NHL was the Wild West. You could build a team however you want. You could pay guys whatever you want. Different time. Salary cap era. Pat Maroon ultimate glue guy. City life. That's issue. That's not your take. That's my take. I've been saying this take for years, maybe not years, but long enough. I, I think that if Pat Maroon wins four straight Stanley cups on two separate teams, you might as well. You've been beating it since September. Well, I've been beating that drum since August. i i I mean it's it's something where and and the fact that people want to argue on social media like shocker for one people want to argue on social media but also let's calm down here also i i mean there, there was one comment oh i wish i had that saved again it was just a soft fan being like guys your takes are terrible like you know, I, I, I like following you want to be media members. I appreciate your hustle, but I can't do it anymore. I got to unfollow you. I don't need a sap story. If you're going to unfollow world hockey report on Twitter, give me a break. Just hitting the button. Doesn't lo- I don't lose any sleep. I don't lose any sleep. I don't lose any money. I just lose one less stupid comment. I've got to read. That's one less. Four cups from a former 30-goal score, 100% Hall of Famer. City life here at Checkmate. Hoppy called me crazy. Well, I, I mean, Checkmate. I, I Is it checkers? Chess? I don't know any of that stuff, but it sounds cool. Hey, I got to whip off some ad reads, though. And if you need a new hockey stick, Pro Rock. These guys are the ones. They hooked us up this weekend at Ice Wars. And if you need one, all the big names, well, they're screwing you over. They're charging way too much. Pro Rock, best stick, best prices. Go check them out today. ProRock.com. That's P-R-O-R-O-C-C.com today. It's a family-run business. Canadian, the ultimate. The ultimate one. Super chat, $2. Unfollow them, suckers. Hey, Unfollow anyone you want. Again, you don't have to follow us. You don't have to like our stuff. I don't care. Listen to it. Like what you want. Have a conversation. But the the thing that just gets me is the people that want to type up threads of why I'm unfollowing World Hockey Report. That gives me a good chuckle. Okay, Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, that means WHROT Challenge is back as well. That's right, and we're presented by Player this year, so whenever a playoff game goes to overtime, you get got to hop in Twitter, pick your goal scores using the hashtag challenge to be entered to win an awesome World Hockey Award prize pack presented by Player. Hammer down hashtag WHROTChallenge to win today. Isha, stop flooding the chat, love the show, can't wait for the guests. The guests are going to be awesome. Guys, it's popping off too. Ice Wars. I've seen DraftKings shout out. Use promo code THPN. Tweeted out. I've saw John Boy tweeted out. Spitting Chicklets tweeted out. Barstool like. uh, Oh man. Oh no. Is it Bleacher Report? I don't know. I've seen a bunch of these like major sports media pages. Are we throwing the bag on the Oilers, Eric? I'll get to that in a second. But we're seeing so many people talk about Ice Wars now. And it took a couple of days. Like the event happened on Saturday, but video's slowly going to get out there. Shout out Fight TV. They did an awesome job, of course, at broadcasting it. But it's still one of those things where that was their inaugural event. And now that people are talking about it, now that video's getting out there, it's absolutely wild. Uh, yeah, Kapasa, the MMA community, for going nuts. It was great. Eric, are we chucking the bag on the Oilers to win the Cup at plus 600? Where are you getting those odds, Eric? Let us know. I want to believe Eric too. I hey, I'll, I mean, if we can get him at plus six hundred, I haven't seen that though. Plus six hundred doesn't seem bad at all. I don't hate that one, Eric. So uh, may, yeah, maybe drop a little bag on there. One also shout out Caposa and the MMA community for going nuts. It was a wild event. Again, huge thanks to AJ. Huge thanks to everyone, Lindsay's team that hooked us up at Ice Sports of the River Creek Resort and Casino. I mean. The sheriff, everyone. Chris Terry was great. Phil Gibleo. Like, everyone took care of us. It was awesome. It was a good community feel, and it was a great event. They put on a show like none other. This thing's taken off for sure. Like, I would love to go through all the fighters and everything. But of course, if you missed the pre show, the pre fight live podcast presented by Pro Rock Hockey Sticks, you can go download that still. It's available on our Twitter at World Hockey RPT. and we're going to talk with a champ here. As well, in a couple of minutes. Daniel Amesbury is going to come on diamond hands. This guy took on 900 pounds of guys. Not just anyone. The heavies. Derek Parker. Chase Tippen, Justin Bonesaw Sawyer. I mean, you couldn't put three tougher people in the way of someone going quarterfinal, semifinal, final. And Daniel Amesbury just Beat the brakes off of all of them. Incredible event. We're going to catch up with him to talk Ice Wars again. Shout out AJ Galante because that thing is going straight, straight to the moon. Hey, I got to get to these comments though from Craig Berube. I know T Cool Tyler talked about it yesterday on World Hockey Report, but I wanted to address it as well because there is no place. There's no place for racism in our game, of course. And the Nazim Kadri stuff, that's absolutely bullshit no one should have to put up with that no one should ever put up with that no one should stand for racism violence threats all that stuff and again our hearts our thoughts and prayers go out to those in texas affected by yesterday's incident i mean it's gut wrenching it hurts it really hurts to talk about and all that and and i mean politicians everyone give their give their head a shake for sure you got to do something here it, it's not working sitting back you know teaching kids how to hide under desks you got to do more that's, uh, and again, we won't talk about it for too long, but that was a tough one to read. And then you go back to the Nazem Kadri stuff, and uh, Craig Berube, I see there's some comments in here as well about ice wars. I'm, I'm going to get to those in a second, but I do got to hammer on the Craig Berube comments because he was getting roasted for saying no comment. And again, maybe he wasn't as educated about what was going on, and I'll let him take it away. Here's Craig Berube, St. Louis Blues head coach.
3: Just before any questions, I just want to comment on my no comment the other day. Um, I'm not on social media. I was aware of a threat made to Nazem, not the racist stuff. And in no way is it acceptable by the St. Louis Blues or anybody else um, for him to have to go through that. Um, Being a Native American myself, I've heard it all. I've been around it. It's, It's not a good thing. And so I just wanted to get that out there that... There's no room for it anywhere.
1: There you go. That's Craig Brube speaking on it. And I know he was taking a lot of heat for his no comment. And and you got to understand his point. You can't, that's, that's the whole Twitter gang going after him being like, oh, this, that, and that. Like, hey, if he doesn't have a comment, like, uh, again, I don't know how the original question is phrased, all that stuff. I don't think many people do because it's just a Twitter mob that wants to bury everyone. And, you know, if you don't know the Craig Brube backstory, you know, look at where he comes from. Callahoo, that's a rough neck of the woods. Growing up as an indigenous kid in Canada, you know, not an easy path for him. So if someone's going to speak on racism, you know, I'm glad he did take that time to address the media beforehand. Um, Back to Ice Wars. We got about 30 seconds here. Um, Marasty in his prime City Life Project. Who beats him? Brashear. George Rock. I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it's got to be a big guy. It's got to be someone who can get him down to the ice because if you let Morasti get in tight, that's tough. Uh, Amesbury's going to fight him at the next one. Just throwing it out there. That was announced in case he missed it. We'll talk with Ames about that one as well. Adam, someday message, baby. Ice word still needs to come to the States. Adam, where do you want it to see in the States? Adam, Where I, I'm curious, Adam. Where, where do you want it to see? Like, I've heard a lot of areas... I've heard some rumors of where it's going to be. I can't speak on those though. Everyone DMing us wanting to know where the next one's going to be. I can't say. Hand up. I can't say. But it's going to be at some pretty cool locations. I guarantee that. Hope for Glover Teixeira helps promote an event in Danbury. That would be awesome. Tell you firsthand, racism cuts deep. Uh, it stays with you forever. We can't let it hold you back. Adam, that's that's well said. I, I couldn't say any better than that. That's... Uh, I have to take it away. The, the floor is yours with that. That's uh that's well said, better than anything. And one last comment from the City Life Project: Ripping and morasti man. That would have been legendary. Well, nasty morasti He's fighting in the next ice wars. And uh, someone who's gonna be his opponent is coming up next on World Hockey Report. It's Diamond Hands, Daniel Amesbury, King of the Rink, tournament champion. Next, right here on World Hockey Report. <laughs>
0: Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win.
2: no vision, had it planned out. A lot of ups and downs, but we here now. I get love in New York, I'm the man. A- now.
1: Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs with DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team Team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: It's Stealing Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save $20. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win.
2: tunnel vision had it planned out a lot of ups and downs but we here now i get love in new york i'm the man uh, so- now
1: Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win how many goals will be scored and more it's your shot at an even bigger payout DraftKings is safe secure and reliable
0: It's Stealing Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you want to save some money on your next ticket purchase, sign up for SeatGeek and use promo code WHR when checking out. It's that simple on SeatGeek. When you use promo code WHR on your first purchase, you'll save $20. we do here
1: is go back, 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 What's going on? It's World Hockey Report. Cody Jansen with you. Coming to you live on the Hockey Podcast Network and 12-Ounce Sports Wednesday, 26 local time up here in the Great White North. We're coming to you live from the Pro Rock Broadcast Studios today, and uh, yeah, we're buzzing after playoffs. I mean, come on. Battle of Alberta last night. The Rags are back in the series. Ice wars us this weekend. Hey, everyone in the chat, say what's up. Front Row Productions is there. The Beer Sports Whatever podcast just gassing me up. Hi, Cody, a pro. Appreciate everyone. City Life Project, I swear Kevin Fiala was in the Pro Rock commercial. Hey, uh... (laughs) Yeah, a little expensive for Pro Rock, but uh, maybe we'll throw it out there. We're still trying to connect with our guy, Daniel Amesbury, Diamond Hands. Maybe he's busy chucking him. I'm sure it's just a travel day for him. Guy's been uh, a busy week. He's a warrior, so he's been all over the place. Got to get to some NHL news, though. Here was an interesting one, Absolute stud. Isha, you would know best, too. Lacrosse guy, like... He's been doing interviews off the wall. I've been following him, so I knew it was going to be a busy time to get him. But, hey, we'll see. If we can still get him by the end of the trail, we are going to swing it as well. Andy Strickland coming up here in about 10 minutes' time to talk St. Louis Blues Colorado Avalanche game five tonight for them. This one's just coming in from Dave Pinyota Expect more NHL sponsorship deals to be announced as the playoffs continue, including a new sports drink starting next season. No more Gatorade. So was it Powerade? Is it Pedialyte? Biosteel? I don't know. A new sports drink. What could it be? Get a guess in right now. You can join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are watching it from. Yes, Amesbury is absolutely a BC boy. He's a lacrosse guy. No wonder he won. That was a big one. Ovi style, Dr. Pepper Prime. Prime. I don't know what what's prime, Eric. You gotta you gotta give us some description here. I don't know what's what should be the official drink. If you get a funny answer, join the conversation. The official drink of the NHL should be. If I gotta throw it a Saskatchewan, it's probably like original 16 or Pilsner. Kind of a sports drink if you're a beer league hockey player. Uh Centennial Cup still going on today. Uh preliminary games taking place. The Ottawa Junior Senators taking on the Summerside Capitals. Oh, Jake Paul's energy drink. I didn't know Jake Paul's an energy drink. City Life Project bring back four loco. That is not—is that how you spell four loco? No way. That's how you spell four loco. I don't think so. That'll get the boys buzzing. I remember the first time I had one of those. Absolutely, that would get the boys buzzing. I don't know what's Jake Paul's energy drink Prime. Is that available in Canada, Eric? I don't know. Probably not for low kill. I think that looks. I think it is the number four. I think that's what it is. Also, we've got quarterfinal matchups um, in the world at the World Hockey Championship. Canada they're going to take on Sweden. That's a tough one. A very, very tough first round matchup. Uh, David Perron did get fined for that cross check on Nazem Kadri. Just doing some house cleaning here on this. Not yet. Just USA and UK. I literally ran through a wall when I had four loco. That's crazy. Hey, if you get a hot take on uh, any of the series going on tonight too, like blues avs for everyone watching in the chat right now, does St. Louis have any hope of coming back here? Is Ville so a little too green for what they want to accomplish? Like, again, I'm not saying Bennington's the perfect answer, but it just feels like Husso is costing themselves millions by the game. We'll talk with it with Andy. But again, from a goaltending perspective, this was a guy who was set to become a UFA and get a huge payday. Now after the playoff performance, are people saying maybe he's not worth it. Maybe he's more of a Corpus sallow." Lose win this one, but unfortunately they're done. Huso was not the reason they lost last game. I don't think he was exactly the reason they lost, but he certainly didn't keep them in it to a certain extent. I don't know. I mean, and to win in Colorado, I think I haven't seen what Pete said. For his plays of the day, we got to find a way where we can whip this up live because uh, be sure to go check out Philly Pete, now a part of the World Hockey Report team. He's giving his plays all the time. So I think he did, to be honest. Well, he played better than Kemper, but Kemper didn't play good. So I guess that makes sense. Okay, here's your quarterfinal matchups. I was trying to find the perfect graphic, but I I don't know where the hell that's going to be. So you've got Switzerland taking on the Americans. You've got Finland taking on Slovakia. Canada plays Sweden. Germany plays Czechia. So I think it's pretty obvious. Like Switzerland, they'll probably beat the Americans. Finland's going to beat Slovakia. Germany, Czechia is a weird one. I, I think Czechs could take that one. Canada, Sweden. I don't know. It depends if Canada really shows up or not, but it could be a quarterfinal exit for them. Do you watch worlds? Does anyone watch worlds? Like it's an interesting concept, but it's also at the worst possible time ever. Canada was an embarrassment. I mean, they lost to Denmark and Denmark didn't even make the quarterfinals. So that's kind of embarrassing, but I want to know like the world championships. I think it's a cool event. I think the timing's terrible. And I, I think Double IHF loves it for the parity. But, I don't know, it seems like a little bit of a missed opportunity as well. Uh, 20 shots to four in the first period. Husso kept him in. Well, okay, I'm not meaning like he didn't keep him in, but like he wasn't stealing it for him. Maybe that's a better word. Who'so ain't stealing him any wins in the playoffs. Adam Benilla Ice Wars has got to go to the big city. NY, LA, Chicago, but Vegas has to be on their list. Here's why I'm not exactly sure the big cities is where they're at yet. You can't go to MSG. You can't sell out Madison Square Garden. You can't go to Crypto.com Arena yet. I don't know if Chicago has a smaller venue, but... Maybe, maybe Chicago would work. Again, you got to grow the product. And as we get this, I guess producer Eric's let me know. We got him on the line right now. Here he is. It's Diamond Hands, Daniel Amesbury, live on World Hockey Report. Daniel, how you feeling after that weekend?
3: Uh, Surprisingly good. I got a little lost. My voice a little bit, but other than that, uh, I feel pretty good. Honestly.
1: That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, he definitely must have uh, enjoyed some of that River Cree Resort and Casino hospitality. It's a great place to be. It's a great setup. But what I want to ask you about is your preparation leading up to it. It's an inaugural event. It was crazy what AJ put together. It was awesome to see everything come together. But I heard you had this crazy preparation. Like, you were literally writing down that you're going to be the king of the rank. you got to tell everyone about it
3: yeah so i mean i'm just kind of basically into uh the power of the mind stuff right now and it just been writing i was writing down in the present that i am king of the ring i am ice force champion i am three and oh at ice wars you know stuff like this on a daily basis you know combining mindset stuff like that with hard work three times doing you know in, in the gym three times a day doing you know uh three, you know, I'd I'd be lifting in the morning, um, skating early afternoon and then boxing at night. So um yeah, like that combined with hard work and some passion and love for what I'm doing and uh the sky's the limit. I knew I won before uh <clears throat> before I even got to that event. So
1: how was the actual event? How different was fighting in the ice to gone on the synthetic ice compared to, I mean, it's it's been a while since you played pro hockey, but again, just a normal hockey fight or a normal lacrosse fight.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, I was actually pleasantly surprised about that synthetic that they had got. It was much better than the stuff that I had trained on um obviously the real life would have been a little bit better but um i think you guys were getting used to it like by the end i felt pretty good on it um but uh overall it was cool it was i mean it was a, the structure of the event was pretty intense having to fight multiple times in uh in one night i think the combined weight of the guys i fought was like 840 pounds or something like that so it's lots of bar, lots of weight to be throwing around three times in one night so um yeah, it was a little bit of a grind, but uh, preparation was the key, and I had the cardio for it, so I was able to uh, recover quick and get back to work.
1: So that first round, you beat Derek Parker. What was it like playing, uh, you know, fighting the lion, who's obviously been a legend, and, and I know you looked up to him growing up too
3: yeah i mean i i watched him a lot when i was younger and i and i was you know studying lots of different fighters and learning as many styles as I could. so him and guys like him and brasty and guys like that you know like pretty much all the judges too. like i've watched all those guys fights you know i i, I seen pretty i don't know i've watched back in the drop your gloves.com days I, I was i was deep deep into that rabbit hole on a daily basis so I had watched lot of these fights. Fighting Derek Parker was like an honor. Um he uh he came hard at the beginning, you know, like he was you could tell he had his timing right. Like he's been fighting all season, so his timing was on. Like that was the biggest thing for me, I think, at the start was just my like, timing was a bit off. And so took him, I was a little bit slower getting going. But uh yeah, he, he's a tough man and uh I mean, I could have seen him, uh, me and him ending up in the finals if we started on different sides of the
1: bracket. 100%. But I, I guess it worked out well for the Ice Wars event and the crowds <coughs> that they got a huge matchup to start. Now, I, I wanted to ask you about that second round because you were able to finish off tip pretty quick. How key was that rest? And what were you doing in between fights to, you know, make sure that you're still recouped for the final where you got to face a, a huge guy like Justin Sawyer?
3: Yeah, well, I, I was lucky enough to have some, like, super veteran boxers in my corner, um, you know. So, I, you know, I had uh, Rob De La Pena and Ken LaCusta. Ken LaCusta used to spar with Tyson. He fought Larry Holmes and George Foreman and Tommy Morrison. So those guys have been there, done that. They've seen events where they've been to events and been involved in events with tournament-style brackets. Um, so as soon as I got back in, like I'm a little bit like, Oh my God, how am I ever going to do that again tonight? Like that took a lot out of me. <clears throat> and They, uh, they put me in the room. They, they got ice on my neck. They laid me down. They got my gear off and, uh, they just turned the lights off and set a timer and they said, we'll be back in five minutes. Just focus on your breathing, you know, worry about recover, you know, just chill out. And then, uh, so, like, it was nice to have that reassurance behind these guys and I started to recover quick. And and then uh, getting that quick ending, that early TKO in the second round really got my momentum going after that because that was really uh, – that was a good break for me after that.
1: And obviously throw down with Bonesaw <laughs> Justin Sawyer at the end to win it all. That, it's got to be a huge honour, but, I mean, for your – opinion compared to your accomplishments in hockey and lacrosse okay. where does this rank
3: yeah so like i mean i've won championships before with the team but you know doing something like this like <clears throat> obviously the support i had around me helped huge but like i this was on my shoulders like it was up to me to win this there was i couldn't rely on anyone else on my team to carry me if i didn't have a good fight you know what i mean like it's just not it's just a different type of sport i'm, I'm on my own out there and it, uh, it felt really good uh, to do that. And I got to share it with friends and family that were out there to watch and stuff like that. So it was uh, it's really special. And, you know, I got to do it in front of people. Like I say, I looked up to all these judges and stuff. I got to show them what I'm capable of. And, um, you know, like I know that I have a lot more in me. That was like just like, you know, the first step. But I can't wait to do it again and show everybody, you know, how much higher of a level I can come back on because that was – There were so many things in my camp that I can improve on and get better at. So uh, just going to get back and sharpen the knife and come back and show everybody how much higher of a level i can step up to and just continue doing that
1: you're getting a lot of love on the text line right now brandon wants them to bring ice wars to victoria the save on food center great show bc hockey podcast Says, congrats daniel bc's proud of you daniel such a beauty coming in from city life project stick taps hey that that's awesome get okay we got 30 seconds left here for a couple of answers where do you want to see ice wars go to next
3: Myself, Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't really care. I just want to. You'll go anywhere eh, if you get a punch people I, in the yeah, face. I'll go wherever, man. Like, I would like to, uh, you know, I just want to see the sport grow, you know. So uh, whatever it takes to make the sport grow, like, uh, I, I would just like to go to, to the best places for, for ice wars and for the growth of the thing. Like, let's, let's give the fans what they want. Let's find out where they want us to go. And uh just you know, see where we can get the most people's eyes on it. And um yeah, like it's early stages here, so we have a huge opportunity. I seen uh <laughs> there's some big posts on Twitter today with uh spinning chicklet and stuff like that. There's lots of like NHL guys commenting on it and stuff. So um yeah, man, like I, I had, you know, some messages coming in today. I think it's uh we're on the brink of something really, really special here. It's it's gonna be really cool to see what happens with this
1: hundred percent were you shocked when Marasty uh decided he wanted to come back to fight you or were you expecting that a little bit
3: um I kind of I guess I don't know like as soon as they said they had an announcement to make I pretty much had a pretty good feeling it was going to be Marasty um so that's cool and you know like I say someone that I've probably watched I don't know most of his fights so I pretty much know exactly what I'm getting and uh I'm sure he'll he'll uh, train hard and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, it'll be definitely one one entertaining show. I, I don't think it would be more entertaining than me and Murasie. I think that matchup is uh, that'll be a, a really
1: good one for the fans. That's selling thousands of pay-per-views by itself, man. Well, Dan, yeah. hey, I appreciate you hopping on here. I know, I know, the voice can use a break, and I know you're the most yeah, popular definitely. man in sports media this week. So, thank you for taking the time, buddy. And we'll talk down the road. Uh, best awesome. of luck terrorizing the w- WLA again. And hey, you know what? You got we got you got us in your corner. You got a man cup awesome. goal on your side. so you're a true lacrosse player. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a good one, buddy. Okay, you too. Daniel Diamond Hands, Amesbury right there, king of the rink at Ice Wars, joining us on World Hockey Report. We are way late to a commercial break. When we come back, it's Andy Strickland to talk blues on World Hockey Report.
0: Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win.
1: It's not
2: vision, had it planned out. A lot of ups and downs, but we here now. I get love in New York, I'm the man now.
1: Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings same game parlays you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: It's Stanley Cup playoff time in the NHL. And if you what want we to see here, go Back, 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 back,
1: back, back. It's World Hockey Report, Cody Janeson with you. Coming to you live on 12-ounce Sports Hockey Podcast Network this afternoon, Wednesday Battle of Alberta. Game five goes tomorrow. Can the Oilers finish off the Flames? Well, before we get to that, out west, it's the Avs with a chance to finish off the Blues tonight. And for that, we bring on our number one Blues reporter, Andy Strickland, joins the show. He's our big guest today for SeatGeek. Be sure to use promo code WHR on SeatGeek. And first-time buyers can save 20 bucks off their first ticket purchase. Andy, you're joining us live this afternoon what's the vibe in st louis right now is there still some hope around this team or what
2: oh yeah i mean lots of hope i mean everyone's excited and uh and they they think that
1: you know but listen they know that
2: the challenge is tall and it won't be easy but this is a team that obviously has won before and and had a lot of success and it wouldn't surprise anybody if it was won the game, you know, I mean, there's a certain way they're going to have to play. And obviously things are going to have to go their way and, and they're going to have to have a lot of luck. And, and, uh, you know, we, we all know that, right. Just in terms of, you know, the challenge that they're facing of beating Colorado in an elimination game in their building, but, you know, they've won before in the series in their building. Um, this is a very mature um composed, experienced group of players who, who understand how you have to play to win. So as difficult as it will be for St. Louis to win the game and bring the series back to St. Louis, I mean, it's going to be just as challenging for Colorado to close it out. And Colorado knows that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, man. It's going to be very, very interesting to, to pay attention to and obviously, um, you know, just watch the game tonight and see which team is able to get out in front early and and obviously control the game.
1: Big story, obviously, the Conjury collision with Binnington. I haven't listened to the podcast yet. I'm sure you guys discussed it on Cam and Strick, but what side do you lean on? Intentional or not?
2: Oh, I think it was accidentally intentional. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, anybody who's been following the game for the last, you know, 100 years understands that, you know, players are told from a very young age that, you know, to crash the net, crash the crease, crowd the goaltender. Don't be afraid to bump the goaltender. Make the goalie uncomfortable. You know, for years, you were always told them. you know, first shot of the game, go up high. Don't be afraid to shoot it at his head. A- any way possible to make the goalie uncomfortable. Um, and so Nazan Kadri listen, he doesn't get the, the benefit of the doubt because of his history and all the suspensions and you know everything he's been through. But at the same time, it's a loose puck. It's a desperation play. And, you know, he's a desperation player, you know, who's hungry to score. And if the puck's loose around the, the paint, then, you know, your number one objective is to find any way possible to get to the puck and get it across the goal line. And I think that's what he did. Did he fall a little extra hard on the goaltender? Maybe. Um, did he know that he was going to hurt the goaltender's knee? No, of course not. Um, but I don't think that's your focus. You're not worried about hurting the goaltender in that situation. Listen, he's a determined player, determined goal scorer. It is what it is. It's not the first time we've seen you know a play like that before, and we've seen it you know throughout the course of the playoffs too. I mean, goalies are getting run, they're getting hit, they get bumps in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's gonna happen. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last time.
1: So obviously the Kadri incident has taken center stage, but do you think he's living a little bit too much between the ears of some of the Blues players who seem to be, you know, thrown off a little bit? I think of Braden Shen over the past two games. He hasn't been himself. You know, obviously Perron went after Kadri, but he's been really effective, and I think he plays best when he's got that chip on his shoulder. But for the rest of the team, do you think Kadri's a little bit too much between the ears? Um,
2: you know, I don't know if... um. If he's between their ears, I mean, like I said, this is an experienced team. They play with composure. They play with poise. I mean, hockey is what it is. You take your goalie out, like, you're going to have Brayden Shen get in your face, and he may chirp you on the ice. It may even challenge you to a fight, which is what he did, you know? But, you know, and, and Shen hasn't scored. Shen's dealing with an injury, too, that people don't know about. Shen's dealing with one all season long, actually. But... Um, still, you need him to produce offensively. He's got six points in the playoffs, four of which were on the power play, so he's still effective on the power play. And, you know, I don't think that threw the Blues off. I think they went into the game focused on trying to win the game. But if the opportunity came to, you know, make your presence be felt and get into the grill or the kitchen of Naz and Kadri, then then you do it. And that's what David Perron did. I actually, in a strange way, I I honestly feel like Ron going after Kadri in that play gave the Blues some life, and it it gave some energy into the building. I mean, the Blues ended up killing off the penalty. They scored right after that, you know, right after the penalty expired. So I get that. You know, it it didn't necessarily help the Blues from that standpoint. But at the same time, you know, they were able to draw some penalties because of it. Who knows? Who's to say they draw those penalties? If they're not down two men and they didn't have to kill off a five on three and they were able to score on, on a couple of power plays and um, and then make it a one goal game entering the third period. So it, it, that play alone didn't kill the Blues, even though some people are saying, well, they would have tied the game up if they didn't commit that penalty because then you know Colorado scored. But there's no guarantee the Blues get those power plays if they don't if they don't do that either.
1: Now, I know you would never say anything mean about a ref, but I thought it was a little, little crazy. Al didn't even get a minor on that play when he's going up the ice the whole time, barking, and then he goes and runs right into Perron. Pretty, pretty accidentally on purpose, uh, as some might say, but I thought that was wild. Hey, we got to talk to Husso for a second, though. The playoffs have not been uh, per- perfect for him, pretty for him, whatever you want to call it. Does this help give St. Louis a better chance to re-sign him in the offseason? Do you think there's still a chance he sees? Because he's costing himself millions, you know, with uh, some of his playoff performances here, in my opinion.
2: Okay, let me let me get back to what you said about the officiating real quick. <laughs> okay. I mean, because I agree with you. Because <laughs> Perron 100% deserved a penalty in that specific play. I, I don't think they needed to take um, – David's personally he pushed him down but I mean he he, he pushed him down wasn't the most aggressive push we've ever seen or aggressive you know aggressive it it, it is what it is um and I thought maybe you could have just taken for I think referees listen you got to know the situation you're coming into a game emotions are high you got a player who has an extensive rap sheet who just took their goaltender and their best player out of the out of the series and you know that these two heads are probably going to collide at some point during the course of the game. So to penalize the blues even more so and put them down two men and, and maybe they do give Bucinavich a penalty, but then, like you said, they, they take off Koran and Kadri, then, then maybe you do that, you know, and, and the blues are just down one man, but to put them down two in that situation with knows a little aggressive in terms of who, um, is it costing himself millions? I mean, I guess if, if, if he would have gone on a run and won the Stanley Cup, maybe. But I think he did enough during the course of the regular season that he's, he's shown that he's more than capable of being a guy that teams can count on to carry the mail for their specific, you know, specific team. There's going to be a lot of teams looking for goaltenders this summer, and, and his phone is going to ring, and it's going to ring off the hook, and he's going to get a nice contract you know, how much it's costing him. I, I wouldn't say it's costing him a ton because he'll he'll make at least as much as what he was probably supposed to make entering the playoffs. If anything, the playoffs could have increased his salary. I don't think because he's had a couple of average games. Listen, his first game against Minnesota, he stood on his head, he got the shutout, and, you know, he hasn't won since then. But I don't think that that, that means he's going to, you know, get less than what he was going to get entering the playoffs. Has it kept him from earning maybe additional dollars? Maybe. But he's going to get a nice contract, and he will be likely a starting goaltender for some team entering next season.
1: Well, I know there's a lot of people up in Edmonton that hopes that he uh, comes this way, but I guess we'll see. Time will tell, especially depending on Stuart Skinner's development. Andy, I want to ask, what is one player on the Blues during these playoffs who has disappointed you? Who did you expect more from? Who you haven't seen enough from in your mind during these playoffs?
2: Probably Robert Thomas. You know, I mean, this guy is so good. Fellas, like, he's so good with the puck. I know the playoffs are different. You don't have the same time. You're not given the same space. You're not going to create the highlight real plays every single night. And he is a elite passer in the National Hockey League. Like he's arrived from that standpoint this season. He is that guy. And, you know, sometimes you gotta compete and fight for space and and fight for ice in the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially against a team like Colorado. These are by far the best two teams left in the in the Western Conference. Like the the battle of Alberta or the battle of terrible goaltending that we've seen in the other playoff series Is is not the same as what we're seeing in St. Louis and Colorado. These are the big boys. I really mean that. Like Colorado, I mean, uh, Edmonton and Calgary, listen, it's it's an entertaining series. I love watching the games, they're fun. I couldn't be happier for uh, Connor McDavid, you know, the way that he's leading the charge there. But those two teams, whoever comes out of that series, I don't think they're going to put up a really strong fight against whoever comes out of Colorado and St. Louis. And if it's Colorado, which it looks like it is right now, considering where they are in the series. I mean, you look at LA winning some games. I know it's the first round and the first round is difficult. Dallas take the Calgary to seven games. Um, Both of those teams, Edmonton, Calgary, they're, they're, they're going to really struggle against whoever comes out of this series. In my opinion, so Colorado's good. you got to give him some credit in terms of what they've done to St. Louis here. But yeah, you know, to answer your question, Robert Thomas, this guy was a more than point-per-game player. It was his breakout season this year. They need him to be at a certain level. And he hasn't scored yet here in the playoffs, so I'll, I'll give you that. But he's not alone, man. There's a couple of other names i could going to give you as well.
1: Well, that was a hell of an answer right there. Andy Strickland, my guest, ringside reporter from Bally Sports Midwest, <laughs> hosted 590 The Fan, KFNS, co-host Cam Strick Podcast. Of course, we got to talk. I, I I can't let you off the hook now, Andy. Mike Smith has a 931 save percentage in the playoffs. I mean, you're going to tell me that you don't think the Edmonton Oilers have a chance against Colorado. Like, Calgary's not beating them up, up at all. Like, Dreisaitl is injured. But it's been a cakewalk for them. They're coming to this pretty scathed, and I think that St. Louis is bashing in Colorado a little more than people are giving them credit for. And the Mike Smith, Darcy Kemper goaltending—that's a wash right now, if not advantage to Mike Smith in my mind. A 9:31 against a team like Calgary, Mate, yeah,
2: yeah. You're gonna see some goals scored though. Listen, Mike Smith has some terrible games too. I, Mike Smith, at the end of the day, you can put lipstick on a pig, but he's still Mike Smith. OK, so, I mean, like, let's not act like all of a sudden you got you got Marty and in there wearing a Mike Smith jersey. I mean, it's Mike Smith. I mean, He gave up a goal from the opposing goal line last night. Like that just doesn't happen. I mean, he's going to say, well, I didn't see it. I just can not He's the only one that just can't ever see the puck from the other end of the ice. It doesn't happen to anybody else but Mike Smith. And he almost lost the game for the Edmonton Oilers last night. This guy is like, he is, 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 is what he is. And he's had a nice career, and he's fun to watch when he leaves the priest, when he plays the puck, But trust me when I say Edmonton has zero chance against Colorado, and, and, and they probably have limited chance against St. Louis. If St. Louis were to come back and obviously extend this thing to seven games. Uh, but against Colorado, it may be the fastest series we've ever seen in the history of the NHL. It's going to be overly entertaining. I'm so happy for Connor McDavid that he's been able to at least, you know, brush some of the, uh, the haters off of his shoulders and get his team this far and potentially to the conference final. But unless they all of a sudden start learning how to defend at the highest level and learning how to play that grind game, um, they've got zero chance, in my opinion, uh, against the Colorado Avalanche or St. Louis, both these teams. This is the real conference final, really. St. Louis and Colorado, in my opinion, the two best teams in the Western Conference. And I think most people around hockey, the unbiased people, would probably agree with that.
1: Okay, I got two more rapid questions for you because as soon as we're done, my producer's going to smack me upside the head for going late here. Who would you rather have right now, one or the other, Connor McDavid or Andre Vasilevsky?
2: Andre Vasilevsky.
1: Yep, good choice, good choice. Andre
2: Vasilevsky when it's all said and done, is going to be considered the greatest, if not one of the greatest goaltenders in the history of the game. Ever.
1: You.
2: Like, ever. This guy's 27. He's like, he's in his prime. As great as Tampa Bay is, and as much, you know, as we talk about the lightning and the fact that they've won a couple of Stanley Cups in a row, potentially in position to win their first straight, and he knows how that's going to play out. Right? They're not, the same team without Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, you you, you can remove any Braden Point, uh, Kucherov, you remove anybody from that roster you want, but as long as you have Vasilevsky, you've got a fighting chance. His numbers in closeout games, elimination games, are ridiculous. And you know, I listen. People think I'm crazy when I say this about you know I, he, he he he's close to being in that category with the Marty Burgers and the Patrick Wise. He won't have the numbers to show for it because his his career is so incomplete. But he's not far from being there. And I wouldn't be shocked if when his career is all said and done, we're saying he's the greatest goaltender ever, if not certainly in the top three. And I ran this by Mark Messier yesterday, just so you know. And he agreed with me. He thinks he will certainly go down as one of the greatest in the history of the National Hockey League.
1: Well, I think we're already talking about him in the Hasek-Broder-Wah conversation. We're talking about greatest ever. The chat's going off about Vasilevsky versus Price. I don't want to hear it. Kerry Price ain't up there. He doesn't. He's not clutch like Vasilevsky. Okay, one more for you. Pat Maroon, if he wins a fourth straight cup, two different teams, obviously, this would be his third straight in Tampa Bay. Uh, any sniff at Hall of Fame? I think so.
2: Maybe the St. Louis Hockey Hall of Fame.
1: No, you don't and think there's the, a chance? The St. Louis Oh,
2: dude, he's not making the Hall of Fame. Four
1: straight Cups he, in the salary made,
2: cap made, era. And he's an important player. I I, w- I would never bash Patty. I've known him for a long time. And he's very fortunate to have been on really good teams. But he's also a guy that impacts really good teams. But did every player from the New York Islanders who won four Stanley Cups in a row make the, Stanley, make the Hall of Fame? Not the no.
1: salary cap Patrick era.
2: Maroon. Doesn't matter, dude. He's not making the Hall of Fame. He knows that.
1: He'll be in the St. Louis
2: Amateur Hockey Hall of Fame. And and, and maybe like... Uh,
1: him, him and Cam can um, hang out there. What,
2: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, so he'll be in that one. I'll tell you that. That's a guarantee. But the Hockey Hall of Fame? No. Not happening. And and he knows that. His family knows that. Everybody knows it. So it's not chirp against Patty, one of my favorite people in the NHL.
1: There you go. Andy Strickland thinks that uh, if Pat Maroon wins four straight cups, the former 30-goal scorer doesn't get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Strick, man, this has been a blast. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time as always. Enjoy the game and the rest of the playoffs tonight. You're a pleasure to talk to. You're
2: the best, guys. Always appreciate it, man. Good luck to Edmonton down the stretch.
1: Good luck, but the goaltending sucks. Andy Strickland right there. He's the absolute best. Go download the Cam and Strick podcast today because uh, and also watch his work on Bali TV as well. I got to wrap it up here because we are way late to get out of here. That was a blast. That was a fun show. I know we only got Ames for a little bit, but Diamond Hands was awesome. If you liked it, throw a thumbs up in the chat and subscribe to the Hockey Podcast Network because we're coming here three times a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, possibly Fridays. Yeah, we'll be in touch after this one. Oh, man. Huge thanks. So Ice Wars was huge. Shout out to AJ Galante, the entire Trasher gang, the bad boys of hockey for putting on Ice Wars up in Edmonton. Unbelievable. Daniel Amesbury, Andy Strickland, my guests, and everyone who joined the conversation today. Tyler's got tomorrow's show. We'll talk to you then.